Hey, everybody. It's Tyler Green here, your host for This Is My Family. And today is an extra special episode because we have the opportunity to share another podcast with you. It's called The Chop, and it's hosted by drag queen friends Latrice Royale and Manila Lizan. It's a show that I listen to and that I love very much because I am obsessed, as you know, with drag queens. There are a handful of drag queens who have been on this show, and one of the biggest and most exciting in the world is Latrice Royale. And I'll never forget that conversation. It was one of the most special days of my entire life. And Latrice and I are basically friends now. Um, and next week, we actually have a brand new episode of This Is My Family with none other than Christopher Hamblin, who is Latrice's manager and husband. When we get out into the real world, I swear, Christopher and Latrice, I'm going to show up on your door with my husband and we're going to have a long weekend. It's going to be amazing. You have a pool. It's going to be great. I can't wait. But I'm sharing this show with you because for those of you out there who are drag fans, if you haven't listened to it, you should. And if you're not drag fans and you just feel like you want something to make you laugh, if you want to listen to two friends who clearly love each other and who are unafraid to sort of talk about the range of human experiences. Uh, for example, the episode today is called Don't Stick Your Finger There. You know, This Is My Family is about the many different definitions of family. So I won't say that this episode isn't appropriate for families because that's really up to you to decide. Uh, but quite frankly, I think it's kind of great and you should listen all the way to the end. I was in Target shopping for my son's birthday party and I got to the end of this episode and I was laughing like a crazy person and people were definitely staring. So also side note, why do so many people go to Target at like 9 p.m. at night? I'm confused by that, especially in a pandemic. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this episode of The Chop with Latrice Royale and Manila Luzon. If you're interested, be sure to hit subscribe or follow for that show in your podcast app, and you'll get to hear them every week talk about the international drag race franchises like Drag Race UK, Canada's Drag Race, Drag Race Holland. They do episode recaps, and they also do what they're going to do in today's show, which is talk about behind-the-scenes stories from their lives and their careers in drag. They have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So it's real easy to add Latrice and Vanilla into your weekly routine and give you that little boost of jokes, shade, and some heartfelt conversation. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Latrice Royale and her friend, Manila Luzon. Forever. Dog. Manila. Latrice Royale. I'm feeling extra glamorous tonight. Girl, you got the chop. Don't be bitter, bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. Let's chop it up. <laughs> now, before <laughs> we get it. into chopping up... <laughs> We just want to remind you guys to tune into uh, Drag Race UK tonight. It's our grand finale, top four, performance tea, whoop, whoop. For your nerves, mm -hmm. dot com. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, no last week, <laughs> last week we started a segment uh, for the month of March called My, my Goodies. My Goodies. My Goodies. Where we will read some of your uh, emails telling us something good, something great, or something that you're excited about. 
We want to celebrate you. So let's read a few, shall we? Manila, you want to start? Okay, this one's from Brayden. Hey, Latresa Manila. In December 2019, I had been put on disability from being a flight attendant in Canada. During that time of being home, I met online a boy from Michigan. I live mm-hmm. in Vancouver, Canada. Okay, COVID-19 hit and he got let go from work and we would talk online all day, up to 13 hours, watch movies, music, games, and winky, 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 winky. I felt I couldn't hold back anymore, so I asked him out. I flew to Michigan, spent two unbelievable weeks with him. I kept flying back during the pandemic while quarantining for two weeks upon returns. I proposed to him later on in the year, and he said yes this past Christmas. I spent with his family, and we spent our birthdays and New Year's together. Each time leaving him, I feel like I'm leaving my heart and it kills me. He knows how to bring out the best in me and is proud to let me sing uh, uh, and lets me sing Dream, the 2000 girls band, on repeat for days at a time. Let's <laughs> <laughs> love. Let's love. Had it not been for COVID, neither of us would have been bored online, had the free time to get to know each other virtually, to po- to the point we had to meet and now have the rest of our lives to show him how much he means to me. Thanks, guys. Huge fan. <gasps> I am Aww. blown away. My mouth is gaped open. That is the most beautiful story. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. And it's not grinder. <laughs> you, know I, you know what I mean? Just good old-fashioned, you know. Yeah. Yeah, good old fashioned DMs on Instagram. DMs on <laughs> <laughs> Completely different from Grindr. Because they're completely different. They're miles or kilometers away from each other. <laughs> no, well, congratulations. That's amazing. And I know um, how that makes you feel when you have to leave somebody, you know, leave your. Your significant other, but we have a lot of practice at it. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't make it any easier at times, but uh, that's the sacrifice you make. But that is awesome! Congratulations on your upcoming numchals and stuff, y'all! All yeah. lovey dovey. See the pandemic; it like great things came out of it. I mean, it wasn't completely a complete like. I felt like the world needed to get shook up any which way. We all needed to like refocus and re-channel our energy and what's important and reevaluate what's important and what's not. And you found love. That's, that's yes, awesome. Yes. And I just want to know <laughs> what your uh, fo- long distance phone bill is. <laughs> 13 hours. There's nobody got no, nobody got long distance these days. <laughs> they <laughs> on MCI. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is, like, so sweet, though. I mean, first of all, I think that's, like, super romantic. They're like, I can imagine them uh, for 13 hours being like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. Completely. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. up. (laughs) I'll hang up. (laughs) That is really sweet. No, but, like, they were able, like, first of all, you know, you're in different countries. And so, like, you know, like, there's distance there. Um, Yeah. And but but to like go and you know go and visit each other, uh, having to quarantine, which I know is it's it can't be it, that can't be easy. 
Uh, so that's really great. I love that. Good, good stuff. All right, we have we have another one, Latrice. We read, have read from the- Vlada. Um, hi, Latrice and Manila. Love you both so much. Obsessed with the pod. My good news of 2020 is art. Although, of course, I'm not fabulous as Manila's. <laughs> Lockdown here in the UK really made me get my creative and start started drawing drag queen fan art, mixed oh. media pen and pencil pieces. This led me uh, starting my Insta art page at Vlada underscore fan dot art. <laughs> Just so you know, look her up. Um, getting my first few paid commissions and winning Alexa Mateo's fan art competition ahead of All Stars 5. Oh, that was you. Congrats. I've seen her stuff. We had it printed. Uh, <laughs> um, drawing all dolls has really kept me sane and saved my 2020 and 2021. Working on a piece of both of you at the moment, too. Oh, I can't wait. Please find the most recent drawing of my season 13 fave, Denali Fox, which took me more than 20 hours to complete. Keep up the amazing work, Vlada. Oh, wow, look at this. Uh, Vlada, this is like photo. Whoa, that is, wait a minute. Hmm. Yeah, Vlada, this is amazing work, and yeah, it, it's like photorealistic. It is photorealistic. Yeah, it's quite amazing, and it's done with pencil, mix, mix, mixed pencil media and pencils, pen, pen. And pen. It looks like a photograph, girl. I'm like, how do you make it shine like that? Like, like the beading in the headdress, you can see how the light is hitting it. You can see the little it facets look, the, the, of, the, the, of yeah. the little stones. Oh, that's amazing. That's wow, it's so much detail. So much detail. Girl. Well, well I mean, it took yourself. 20 hours to complete. I mean, yeah. but, but you understood yourself. You are, this is fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, fuck. Now, now I have to like spend more time on my drawing because this is better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Vlada, you've like surpassed <laughs> our expectations. No, this Super. is great because like, yeah, art especially, it takes time and it, it takes a lot of practice and you have to kind of get yourself into a zone where you just like, everything doesn't matter and just, you know, you just sit down for 20 hours straight, you know, do something. So, well, I mean, I'm probably not straight. She probably took bathroom breaks. Probably sat her ass on on a Hello Tissue 3.0 at some point, right? (laughs) (laughs) Took a nap on a Helix mattress. What other sponsors do we have today? (laughs) Uh, Took some time to call her therapist at betterhelp.com slash the chop. Uh, no, this is great, Vlada. This is amazing. Uh, keep up the good work. And yeah, like there are amazing things and opportunities that are are granted to us because the world is dying from this like horrible virus. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, find the find find the silver linings, kids. Find the silver linings. Um, now, if you want your goodies read on the air. Send us an email at latrisaandmanila at gmail.com and we might read it on the show next week. Mm, my goodies. Your goodies. <laughs> Manila, I think we should dive into our week. How was your week? Mm. Well, um, it's been interesting. Unfortunately, um, I 
I had to bury my pet bird, beautiful blue boy. Oh, I saw your post. I'm so sad. Oh, so how did you take it? That was sad. I took it much more roughly than I expected because I knew this bird had been sick. So I was kind of expecting this bird to die at a certain point. But honey, beautiful blue boy, who I always nicknamed Brave Blue Boy because he's always such a little like scaredy cat and little chicken, you uh-huh. know? So I was like, you're, you're sarcastically nicknamed Brave Blue Boy. But he was brave because he lasted as long as he could, you know? And I was there as he took his last few breaths and it was very sad to see him like struggling, but you know, it, it was his time. Mm. Um, but we got, um, I was waiting for him to pass so that I could get another bird to keep my, to keep gorgeous green girl company. Mm-hmm. But uh, we decided to like, just like, okay, there's blue's not getting better. Uh, and green is starting to talk to herself in the mirror. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We so we got a that. new, so we got a new bird. Uh, she is also a parakeet budgie and she's like, predominantly white so we named her baby blanca ah to go with the color theme yeah i see i get it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm here for it well okay well baby blue i'm drinking some water for you Mm -hmm. pouring out Mm -hmm. little champagne for you darling um Mm -hmm. yeah full Mm -hmm. so that was sad I mean, I took it a a lot harder than I expected to. But, you know, sometimes you just need a good cry. And sometimes, you know, uh, we need to be reminded that life is fleeting and we should, uh, you know, really take not take it for granted, even for birds. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And this is my first pet. These are my first pets that I've had for, you know, in a really long time since I'm since I've been an adult. So I was... uh, I was not expecting to to feel sad, so sad. But I mean, yeah, you know. that's what I mean. That's why we kind of like are very apprehensive about our pet life. Like I'm, I'm still trying to get this. Like I'm fish. I have aquariums. I have three aquariums. I have mm-hmm. uh, like a big ninety gallon saltwater tank. That's my pride and joy. Um, and then I have two freshwater tanks who have been struggling for life and identity. Because <laughs> I would like, what happened was I had got this cichlid fish that wound up killing all the fish in the girl murder. We call him murder. <laughs> so I wound up having to take him out and put him in his own tank with this other fish that he bullies, but they kind of cohabitat as long as they don't see each other. So there's lots of brush that they don't have to see each other. But now we have this other, the octodiddle tank that we wanted to make a little guppy tank, mm-hmm. little fancy tail guppy tank because we just want life and reproduction and guppies reproduce really fast. And, and mm, it's not, they, mm, I what? bought a little test. I bought a little test batch <laughs> to, to you know see if, how they would do, and then you know it's not so well. It, not, the, things aren't doing so well in the haunted murder tank. In the murder tank, it makes me just want to get rid of it because it's like God, nothing is flourishing here. It's just all about death. So it may be time to like 
set that tank free and reevaluate. But <laughs> that's that for that. Oopsie. <laughs> well, let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll not talk about dead pets. How about that? Yeah, how about that? We're back, 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 back. Well, yeah, we got most stuff in our box. Our box be so full. Y'all be right. Overflowing. Our, yeah. Stuff in our box so tight and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get back in our box, Manila. Why don't you... Um... Okay, I got this email from Jay. It says, hello, ladies. I love you so much. I'm having problems with feeling anything good about myself during the pandemic. My job of 14 years closed down forever, and I've been letting myself go mentally and physically. Do you have any advice to feel fabulous in some way in the meantime before I can see someone to get me right? Well, you can go to (laughs) betterhelp.com slash the shop for 10% off. Uh, um, Jay, yeah, that's that's not good. Well, it starts with your mental boo. Like, like that's the first thing we gotta get your mind and your head right, and then everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand that like losing your job of fourteen years is like it's like a death. You said we weren't gonna talk about death, but it is like losing like like a big part of you because a lot of your identity has to do with your work, your existence was your work for the last 14 years and now that's gone so that's like now a discovery of now what do i do who am i what am i gonna do and what you know it's a lot of it's a lot of doubt the world has changed in 14 years and like maybe you haven't had to apply for a job maybe oh, you haven't had to like like you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. a whole new start and that brings on a lot of doubt questions anxiety and uns- you know just being unsure about it all um but we got to get your head right first. So, um, yeah, I agree with the the part about like your job and your career. It like really does like put a big stamp on your personal identity, but <clears throat> your, what you do for work and how you make your money isn't necessarily how you should always define yourself. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I also, yeah, I, I hear you. Like if you have been working in the same place for 14 years, like it, <laughs> You have to make a resume? Bitch, what? How do you, I don't even know how to make a resume. Like, I don't even know how. What? And you're going to ask me about work experience. I'm like, well, bitch, I've been the same place for the last 14 years. This is not. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. Like, and it's closed down forever, so it's not like you can use anyone as a reference anymore. Right. Uh, like. <laughs> but, yeah, no, focus on the focus on the um, the mental part, you know? And let and let that drive your physical part, and uh, find yourself some kind of uh, uh, major purpose to like you know kind of get yourself into that zone, you know. Yeah, I mean, you got to do something that makes you feel good, like first of all, and like, uh, and that's the part that you have to get reconnected to because you hadn't had to think about what makes you feel good because it was automatic. Your job, you had a job, you were secure. All those things made you feel good, so you were okay. But now that you don't have those things to distract you from what's not so good, 
um, you, that's all you're focused on. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're all going. The, the one thing I can say, Hun, uh, Jay, is a lot of people around the whole world are feeling something similar. So at least there is solace in knowing that you aren't alone. You know what I mean? And it's something that you can relate to with other people and that you could build connections that way. So uh, good luck to you, Jay. I hope that uh, you find something that really helps you feel fabulous. Uh, try drag. That always counts. Try try uh, getting a TikTok account. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so Jay, uh, just make sure that you are um, refocusing your energy on what makes you feel good get an ice cream cone eat a piece of cake um it's not gonna help your physical but (laughs) (laughs) yeah and don't feel and don't feel so guilty and don't and don't be so hard on yourself i think that's what we all have to learn is like we can't be so hard on ourselves because like it can become all consuming especially Mm. you know being at home all the time so I hope this helps, Jay. (laughs) If if anything, Jay, at least you ain't Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. (laughs) Girl, you got the chop. (laughs) Um, Did you watch? The Oprah interview? I have not actually watched the Oprah interview, so you might have to let me know about things. I've seen the Oprah meme (laughs) where she's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> There's what? Thing. There's racism in <laughs> in the in the in the in the house. The house the of white people. The castle of white people. What? No. I mean, twelve centuries old. I mean, okay. So yeah. What's, uh, so yeah. I've I've I watched it, and I re- we watched it with a very open eye, I, open eyes, and open heart because everyone deserves to share and i put in air quotes their truth and you don't know what another person's going through and you don't know um the the horrible details that like i after i heard them after i heard about megan's experience i was like it makes perfect sense it makes like why would you make this shit up like that's the the horror of it. it it was like you marry into this family and then immediately you're a prisoner i that's what i got from it like yeah you're, you're your like phone, your phone is this- taken away everything is taken away you can't go anywhere without telling anybody they got to know what you're going to do what you're going to say you're monitored you have security on you all the time there is no freedom none and they call it the institution what good did you watch the crown on netflix that's what now i'm motivated to go watch it because oh girl yeah then you've seen the interview because if you watch the crown (laughs) that's why that's why i didn't watch the oprah interview with Meghan markle and prince harry because i was like it's probably like the crown because uh yeah yeah this this family has kind of created their own um a tower that they've locked themselves in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, and they hold it at such a high level that n- nothing will satisfy it. I feel like, no. Um, and there's, and you know, like I, I understand like 
uh, wanting to keep tradition alive and doing it for the family. But God damn, girl. Like, it's the... I I don't know because it's like, yeah, you want to like, you know, continue your legacy and keep the family. But they're not running the damn country. No. They're no. basically glorified... Uh, Mascots. <laughs> Sorry, boy. <laughs> Not mascots. Yeah, which is well, really with fierce yeah. jewels. With fierce jewels. <laughs> fierce drag jewels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they stripped them all of the jewels, and their their honorary uh, Prince Harry was stripped of his honorary military accolades or whatever. Um, oh, ooh, so what? Ooh, what was the I'm, was the was the British army really going to use Prince Harry as the commander or or as a soldier? Honorary? Who cares? It's just a cares? it's just a badge, a a, a Rue Peter badge at, at a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> Except a re- a Rue Peter badge was earned. You know what it I mean? Was this was just yeah, given yeah, to him. Won the challenge, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is just because you were born into it. But um, you know that, like, listening to the horrific tales of like them being concerned about the color of her unborn son's skin, like that to me was like a. The straw. I was like, oh, now that's too far. Now you mess with the babies, you know? And, um, it well, was like. Does it really matter? Because isn't there like, um, aren't there rumors anyway about Prince Harry's true biological father anyway? Like, isn't it, isn't it like, uh, isn't it kind of a rumor? That uh, Princess Diana had an affair with this redheaded guy. <laughs> What's his name? Mm. James Hewitt, I think his name was. I'm not oh. sure. And so that his or dad Mike, is not Mark, his... Mark Dyer or some some. There's like some guy. Like there's rumors that she had an affair. Uh, this is not actually. This may or may not be uh, um, Prince Charles's son. I mean, he's redheaded. I don't see any redheads anywhere else in the redheaded stepchild. Uh huh. So what do they fucking care if 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 Prince Harry came out with as a ginger? Who cares if their child is born with a little bit of melanin in their skin? They need some melanin, honey. They need it. Right. Right. Also, is Meghan Markle like the whitest person of color you've ever seen? We we would call her high yellow. Mm -hmm. She's really. (laughs) She's really. Yeah. She's really light skinned uh but you know mixed race is mixed race and you know they like if you any part of black you play uh you know yeah, uh, i suppose yeah that's what they say um but you know i i just listened to the horror stories and i could i could not imagine living like that so now they've given it all up to live their their freedom now like man let's not like you know be like, oh, they lost everything. No, no, mm-hmm. they didn't have anything. It was all theirs, and they were working for it. And that's how you stayed um, is by working for the institution. Uh, they given all that up. Uh, he ha- he's coined. His mother left him quite the coin, so he is not like he's 
they're like, oh, let's go to our hovel of a house. We have a little yeah. two two oh. bedroom hovel. You know, no, no bitch. You know, no. They no. got a, they got a they, castle. They, they got some kind of like uh. They got a, some <laughs> estate. They got some some place. They're, they're good. They're not. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe you don't have horses and carriage and, and men with giant fur hats standing outside your door but you, or, but or you whatever. But you got security. You got security. You got a lovely place. You got a farm. You got a business. Um, and you're continuing to do the work that you were doing anyway. Uh, but now it's you and it's yours. So they're going to be fine. I have high hopes for them and I wish them the very best of luck. It's sucks because I can I can really see um why they left. I completely am here for it. I get it. I don't know their struggle, but it sounds like a lot of horrible shit is going down in that that castle over there. And you know what? I family just drama. Family drama. Family drama. drama. But you know mm-hmm. what? They're like the original Kardashians, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole world like the whole world is like watching the family drama unfold and it's literally just like oh well if you thought if you like the crown on Netflix then you're gonna love the Oprah interview with Meghan Markle and Chris Harry <laughs> ratings it's all for ratings it's all for whatever so yeah. I wish the best to everyone involved. I hope that you guys all figure it out. Um, and uh, you guys stop complaining because there are people out here <laughs> that are struggling. Who really struggle on the struggle bus, bitch. Not your privilege struggle. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's well, take let's a break. take a break. Yeah. And let's get back with our tops and our shots. Oh, we hey, uh, so we may have not been able to uh, adventure a lot having sexy dates with the with the men's and stuff. So I think uh, Manila and I should reminisce over some of our dating. Over the years, long, long ago, before we were married, old spinksters, spinksters, spinsters. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know she's looking at me. I'm not old, but no. Well, I'm just thinking like we are married, but that doesn't mean we can't have romantic dates. It's oh, who am true. I? Who am I kidding? What am I talking? <laughs> a romantic date is like both of us agreeing on some place to eat, like somewhere <laughs> to eat. Who's delivering and. <laughs> Who rolling the blunts, bitch? You got it, I got it. You know. Uh, so, uh, top to chops category is romantic dates. Ah. Uh, so, your best romantic date you've ever been on? Um, I well, I think it was. I think it was. Um, <laughs> um, my most romantic and uh, important date that I've been on was. It was in. Vancouver, Canada, and it was right after All Stars, and um, I had I had brought Michael on a, one of my gigs with me. And this is when we were first starting to date. So okay. like, this is like when things were like really hot and heavy and whatever. We're still getting to know each other, and we had a very very good 
date at this little Italian restaurant somewhere. I don't even remember what it was called, but um, it was just one of those things where, you know, like you really like the conversation was just really open and we just like talked so freely about everything, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I had, you know, just lost Sahara at the time. So I was going through a lot and uh, I was at this point. Um, I had kind of known that Michael was like a person that I would take as a serious contender for a relationship and not just uh-huh. like some like guy we're going to fuck around with. Correct. So I was trying, I was taking all of like the things from my previous relationship with Sahara, um, the good, the good and the bad. And I was just kind of laying it out on the table um, and to kind of try to help develop like what what things worked for me in the past and what things I would like if I'm going to move into a new relationship mm-hmm. like what I was, I'm not going to like want to to dabble with right. um and we had some very good conversation um in that and it was over this romantic italian meal very like lady in the tramp you know sharing a thing of spaghetti uh-huh. and stuff uh, candlelight and um talk about our uh sexual preferences and that's, our that's hopes and important. dreams it's important yeah so that was like i think one of my like most romantic dates is because like when you really click with someone you can have like a open like free conversation yeah without worrying yeah. about things and it was just like a like a really amazing thing yeah an amazing time well, and look at us now we're married and look and, at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's similar. Like, I, 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 you know, I consider myself a hopeless romantic. Uh, uh, I have not had a lot of romance, per se, in my life. I've dated, I've had boyfriends, but romance was, you know, not what it was all about. Until I met Christopher. Um, um I can remember very specifically when we fell in love and when the romance, when he really wooed me um, off my feet. Um, I had a gig in Seattle and um, Christopher was attending, I believe, some kind of conference in Chicago, but was going to meet me in Seattle uh, for the gig. Mm-hmm. Um, he got there before I did because I was coming in from I think the UK or something. I think I was coming in from out of the country, and um, I flew directly into Seattle. He had gotten there a day uh, before me, so we had made sure that we had changed the hotel and notified the hotel that he could check in before him, put him on the room, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but then when I got there, he had been around town and picked up a few little things and he got, um, like a little bottle of bubbly champagne. Um, um, he had got some cupcakes, some cupcake Royale, Mm -hmm. and he got some balloons and some little flower, little flower basket. And when I got to the room, it was all there for me and he had already set up everything and it was just really sweet. And like, he had just, he had saw that on 
this video I had on my birthday. I was like, all I wanted is some balloons and some some cake and some drinks. You know, that's all I wanted for my birthday. And so he had me balloons, cake, and drink <laughs> at there. So it was just like, oh, you pay attention oh, to my that's so <laughs> sweet. It's so sweet. And so we had Cupcake Royale and drank champagne and got to know each other and that's when we changed Facebook statuses that was that night oh bitch that means it's serious (laughs) it was real it was real and that's when we were like it's not complicated we in a relationship and stuff and announced it to the world so oh that's great yeah Yeah. I think it's like really sweet when you when someone like takes the time and is thoughtful yeah thoughtful that's you know that's that's makes it the next level of like yeah oh you paid attention that's so cute yeah exactly i know and especially in the beginning of like meeting someone like that's the time to do it because those you know those feelings will last an entire lifetime Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's true it's true but what what about your worst romantic (laughs) date girl it wasn't romantic first of all (laughs) the worst date just the worst you know when you like uh go on a blind date oh my god it was a blind date and you kind of like uh, you just don't know what to expect Mm -hmm. so i get there Wait, so how was it set up by your friends? Was this no, this is one of them one of them line. apps of Craigslist. Them, it's a glory cra- hole. Yeah, yeah very odd. <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> so you decide to go with me and immediately it was not a love connect, bitch. Cause like, <laughs> first of all, bitch, you as big as me, that ain't gonna work. Uh, <laughs> you need two Helix mattresses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and you can just know that it was not a match. Like, no, this is not it. But I could not go to dinner. So we wind up suffering through dinner. And I was like, well, you clearly know that this is not what we expected, right? Okay, all right, good. So there was no love lost because there was none gained. So, yeah, it was horribly uncomfortable. I hate blind dates. You're just sitting through there trying to make conversation. And it was like, you know, I know the best way to make this not a match. Let me show you my pictures of drag. Here's me. Oh, oh she opened oh, yeah. with the drag. Oh, I opened up with the drag, girl. Let me just make sure that you, uh, you are not thinking. thinking about. What, yeah. what would have happened if he was like, oh, I'm into that? Oh, God. Oh. Then I would have been oh, like, yeah. oh, damn. Ooh. Failed. But it worked. It worked. It was good. It worked. So who ended up paying for <sighs> dinner? Split the we, check? Uh, yep. <laughs> yep, I pay for mine, you pay for yours, and here's that, $5 for gas. Since <laughs> that reminds me of, like, a, one of my worst dates ever was back in New York City. It was my birthday, and I was drunk, and I was, like, at this the club that I used to go to, and I met this guy, and, like, I was drunk, so I had the beer goggles. So he looked nice, mighty cute. And then we had exchange numbers, and we met uh, to, like, to have a dinner together. Girl, it was okay. This is like back, this is years ago. I wasn't making a lot of money, so like, you know, everything was a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. So he chose this restaurant. It was a ramen restaurant, 
Now, mind you, I had been living off of ramen noodles for about a year and a half at that point. So the last place I wanted to go to was a ramen restaurant where I am paying now $10 for a bowl of ramen soup. So you're going to have for 10 cents. I could have had, yeah, I could have had a hundred or a thousand bowls of ramen for that price. <laughs> the restaurant was in the heart of Times Square. So you can just imagine oh, the quality of this mm. restaurant. It is just yeah. like getting people in and out as fast as you can. Here's your Turn fucking over. bowl of soup. Give me our fucking money and get the fuck out. It, it's, it's New York, so you're on top of everyone else, too. Like, yeah, you're literally... Yeah. I was probably sitting closer to the people next to me than I was to him across the table. Um, so, he... Uh, now, we had already made out at the, at the club the weekend before at my birthday, so I, I already kind of thought that there was some kind of at least there was some kind of like sexual something there yeah Yeah. or at least there but um i got turned off when he wanted to split the check oh so i was i was like oh okay so now i have to pay for this ten dollar bowl of ramen okay (laughs) all right all right all right so i was like okay and then i just kind of was like one of those awkward things because i hadn't really been on like been dating that much Mm -hmm. you know so then he's like oh do you want to go to a bar and i'm like Okay, yes, we need alcohol. Because at this ramen restaurant, no alcohol. No, no. So, like, th- that's another problem. We went to yeah. a restaurant that was, like, a really, like, a, one of those quick lunch places. Or, like, some places you go in to get to food uh... and you get out. So, it wasn't, like, a romantic setting at all. We went to this bar and we were, like, on the rooftop. Um, he's like, okay, I got this round. You want to get the next? I was like, okay. So, we're doing this, like, we're splitsy-splitsy. Okay. And I was like... And then he started talking to me about his ex-girlfriend who committed suicide. Okay. So here I am, suffering through this date, knowing that I'm going to have to pay for the next round, (laughs) even though I want to just finish this beer and then hit it. And punch it. Oh, girl. And then I was like, God damn, like, he is so lucky that I want to get laid right now. So I'm just kind of like waiting for like the the buzz to kick in and for him to stop talking about his dead ex girlfriend. Oh. And I, um, it was one of those it was one of those things where, you know, you have your friend who's like waiting on like waiting to call you. Yes. Mm-hmm. The scapegoat. The yes. scapegoat. The scapegoat. Um, and then so, so we were like messing around. He was like we were fooling around. Um, and then it was like uh, we were like. We were flip-flopping and it was my turn. And I'm, you know, like, I'm like playing, you know, I'm playing with his butt. And then, you know, like, I'll put my little, little finger up in there. And then, you know, <laughs> oh, never mind. Took oh, my finger no. out. Because, you know, when you could feel something oh, in there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Time to oh. go. So I, like, had to, like, you know, put my, I, like, set the text message to my friend. Bring. Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my, oh, the, the plumbing. Oh, I gotta go. Oh, I have to oh, go right baby. now. I am so sorry. So sorry. So I'm riding the subway with my finger like this, <laughs> holding, it, holding it away from me. As I hit it, I punched it, bitch. I didn't even have time to go to the bathroom to wash my hands. I just had to get my ass out of there. Oh my the God. worst romantic date I've been on ever. <laughs> Oh, and you got a shitty finger. Uh, and, I had to, got, and I had to pay for my half of the meal. You and really drinks. got, 
You got really the shitty end of the stick on I that sure one. I did. <laughs> and on that note, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. We hope, <laughs> we hope our listeners have better romantic dates than I did. I'm sure you have some terrible ones. We, <laughs> that is horrible. You win. Oh, my God. Thanks so, so much for listening to The Chop, people. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to our show. You can rate and review us on your podcast app. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And you can send us an email. We might read it on the show next week. We want to hear from you. We love hearing from you. So hit us up at latricemanila at gmail.com. You can follow us at Latrice Royale and at Minita Luzon. And we'll see you next week to find out who or what gets the chop. Your finger gets the chop right now. Girl, I'm ready to chop my finger off right now just thinking about it. <laughs> Forever Dog. To listen to The Chop ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. The Chop is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Latrice Royale and Manila Luzon. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Big Dipper, Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale.